Welcome, 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 welcome to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. I am your host, Chloe Brown, and welcome back to another week. I'm excited about this week. I'm slightly nervous about this week, but let us uh, get started. Uh, This past month, uh, if you've caught the rhythm of the podcast, each month we kind of have a topic or uh, a a focus. Last month was perspectives and this week month I'm doing something a little bit different Uh, before we get started I want to give my public service announcement as you know November November the first Tuesday November is voting time is midterm election so I I would not be a a good host a good leader good Christian if I didn't implore you to make sure that you're registered to vote make sure you get online to see when is the deadline to to, uh, register if you have not registered yet but also, begin to do your research. Begin to do the things that you need to do to really uh, research your candidates. Research who it is that you would, uh, uh, who aligns with your your beliefs and your purpose, uh, and what you need to do to truly. Make an informed decision. I think often we we take it for granted. Uh, there's uh, we take it for granted that we have the right to vote. Uh, whether you're black or white, whether you're a woman or a man, whether you're minority majority, uh, the right to vote was not uh, attained without a fight, without sacrifice, even to the point of you think about the American Revolution, uh, one of the things that they said is no taxation without representation. In order to get representation, you had to vote. And so, uh, and so they fought for that. And then, of course, we understand women's the right to vote and the men's, uh, and not just men's, but the, uh, the minorities' right to vote, the black civil rights movement and all of those things. And so it'd be, it would behoove you would be, I implore you that you would consider taking on your civic responsibility and registering to vote and begin to prepare yourself to vote. Uh, find out who, uh, what are the issues, not just on candidates, but what are the issues that, uh, what are some of the referendums that may be on there, some of the uh, the changes to laws, all those different things. What are they trying to do uh, to consider the zoning voting and all that good stuff? Uh, you want to make sure that you are making an informed decision so that way that you can be a member of society that is participating in the process. Uh, and so that is my public service announcement. I will give this public service announcement probably every podcast until we hit voting day. All right. And so, as I said, that uh, if you have noticed that we have a rhythm within these podcasts, uh, and so each rhythm, uh, I would say it corresponds with the month so last month we talked about perspectives and so this month we are tackling something that is personal and near and dear to my heart uh we are tackling the idea of becoming and the uh winter of 2017 december exact december 15th to be exact 2017 I released my first published work called The Becoming. The book is entitled The Becoming 
helping the Christian disciple gain a practical perspective of their relationship with Christ. And uh, it's a very short book. If you're interested in, in purchasing the book, you can go to Amazon.com and look up The Becoming by Cloyd S. Brown Jr. And you will find uh, that the book is $10. Now, if you're interested in, in purchasing the book, I will give you that information at the end of the podcast. But i also give it to you here. You can uh, email me at Cloyd dot brown at rlcrdu.com and and we can get with you and I can get with you about ordering a personal copy a signed autographed copy to get to you now what is the becoming uh, the becoming is a book that was really the idea is to help the Christian side get a practical perspective of the relationship with Christ I know you're thinking Cloyd you have just read the subtitle back to us and you're right I did read the subtitle but I meant what I'm saying the idea is that often when we, uh, as believers, come to Christ and we see people come to Christ, we don't give them practical ways to understand their relationship with Christ. Uh, we, what we do is they, they, be, they accept Christ, they come through the church doors, and we put them to work without ever really sitting down explaining what is this, what is this relationship that I have? What is, what, what is important about the relationship? How, how does this work? And we don't really... We put people to work and then run, wonder why they continue to, to fall and stumble, why they uh, walk away from the church, why they leave the church, and all the other things that happen within the, the four walls of the church. But the reality is that your local church is not the end-all, be-all of, of a person's relationship with Christ. Now, I would like to say that again. Your local church is not the end-all, be-all of a person's relationship with Christ. It is part of it, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Christ wants relationship with you. and uh, But the reality is that when you become a Christian, when you uh, accept Christ into your life, it is not that, man, I'm a Christian, boom. You are, but it's a process to, to your perfection. It's a process to your relationship. It's a process. And... The reality is that uh, we don't just wake up one day and everything's okay. It's not how it works. We don't wake up one day and we understand who God is perfectly. Um, the scripture even says that we only know him in part now. But there's going to come a time where we know him fully. But the thing is that we are becoming, a, we are becoming this thing. Um, the, the, the base scripture comes from Ephesians. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5 verses 31 to 32 and it says for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh this is a profound mystery but I am talking about Christ and the church this is a profound mystery but I'm talking about Christ and the church uh As I wrote this book, I, uh, I, I did it carefully and prayed about what God would have me to say exactly. Uh, and part of this was that this is a relationship. And just like any other relationship, it, takes, it has several parts. It has the idea that it needs communication. It needs uh, 
uh, dedication, it needs commitment, it needs all the things that you think about what a relationship takes. That's what it needs. Uh, and a relationship is a living, breathing thing. If left by itself, left in the band and not, not nurtured and not uh, taken care of, it will not do well. It will die. And it will die because we neglected it. And if we don't take the time to consider our relationship with Christ and realize that the, 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 our growth for our relationship with Christ is all about its becoming. And Paul says in his letter to the, the, the church in, in Ephesus, he says, For this cause, a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. They shall become. That lets us know that they, 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 that it is a process to becoming, to become one flesh. And you think about it, and so the, 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 the thrust of the book was that we are becoming one with God. We are entering into relationship with God and we have accepted him and we are called, we are, we are called Christians, but the reality is that we are becoming like Christ. We are not Christ and we, 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 we're not, we are becoming like Christ. The problem starts is when you accept Christ and I expect you to be like Christ from that moment. And it's not possible. It is not possible because you had, although you have accepted Christ and you, you, you have welcomed Christ into your life, you have not fully understood who Christ is to truly be him. So you are becoming like Christ, but you are not, you are not there yet. You are becoming like him. You are becoming one flesh. Now you, the, 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 the comparison, the parallel for the book is I'm using the, 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 the process of relationship between a man and a woman leading up to marriage. And now, and so I'm paralleling that because that's what, that's what Paul does. Paul says that uh, for this cause, a man should leave his, his, his parents' home and cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I'm speaking of Christ and the church. And so I use Paul's parallel to parallel these two things. And that's, the, and that's, that's where it goes. And so as we go across the book, and so it's, it's a very short book. It is a uh, short book. I have a my my preface is written by my mentor, my brother, Elder Kevin Hill, which uh, was definitely uh, a blessing. I'm I'm humbled that he would write it. But after that, you just have the introduction, stage of relationship, courtship, proposal, marriage, and relational closure. So six chapters, and one of those chapters is the introduction, and. I, I really break into the the book, really kind of letting you understand how I started with the book. And one of the struggles was that is, did we need another book on Christian relationship or Christian principles or Christian life? If you go to the Barnes & Noble which used to be my favorite store until I discovered Amazon. But uh, you go to Barnes & Noble and you'll see the section when you go where the Bibles are, you'll see Christian life. 
and you'll have as many books as you need from A to Z. And now you go to Amazon, you type in Christian life, you'll probably find books on top of books on top of books. And so I was like, man, why should I, God, is there a purpose for this book? Why should I write this book? And he's like, my people need this book because they need to understand what it is to be a Christian, what it is to be in relationship with me. Yes, we have Christian life books and they're great and I would never discredit any of them, but before they can get to the the, 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 the principles of living as a Christian, they need to understand what they have gotten themselves into. And what is it like? How, how, can, I, how can I grab this and make it practical so that way that I can begin to be involved in the process of becoming? What can I do to be involved in the process of becoming? And that's what the thrust of the book is to, to, really, to help a person understand that as you walk with Christ, you are growing in relationship with him. You are, and so each step, each, each, uh, each point, each, each step that you take is just like a relationship. So I start off with the stages of relationship. And I, and I break it down to the courtship and the proposal and the marriage and relational uh closure of course but the, the the courtship and i talk about those things and how 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 christ is courting you through your life and then i go on to to, to the proposal and the proposal uh as we'll go through each of these chapters and, and we'll discuss it but the proposal is christ on the cross and then the the the, the marriage is after you have now accepted christ and and, and to you accepted this proposal and you have now decided to to welcome into your life and so now then at this marriage and then so it feels like it was just long road from from you just living your life to meeting christ for him courting you to his proposal but then the the real meat of the 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 uh of your relationship is the marriage it's just like anything else and so imagine that if you were you were dating for six or seven years and it seemed like a big chunk of chunk of 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 time because you have been dating for six or seven years and now you're going into after the proposal you're going into marriage and it feels like you have reached a culmination and you have met you have you have reached something but the reality is that after the after the i do's are said after you have said i do and you have exchanged your vows that is when the work and the journey begins the work and the journey begins after you have accepted Christ. And the challenge is that there is that we, we accept Christ and we begin to walk and we don't know which way we're going. And we have all these different rules. We have all these different people telling us this is how, what it means to walk with Christ. And this is how it should look. And the reality is that in my time, I've been married for seven years, going on eight years now. And what I have discovered that there is no cookie cutter. There is no, uh, no overarching uh uh, framework for what a wife is or for what a husband is. There is no overarching framework for, for what marriage is because every marriage has its own principle that it must survive on. I give a perfect example is that when I was looking for because no let's 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 backtrack. Uh, growing up uh, in a uh, in, in in this in a different type of home. But uh, by nature, it was uh, a blended. I was in. I was. I'm nature of a blended family. I'm a product of a blended family, rather. And but 
It was that the 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 typical stereotypical gender roles. The man worked, the wife took care of the kids, and um, the wife did the cooking and cleaning. On paper, that's what it was. But my dad also helped cook this and that. But the reality is that on paper, as we grew up, me and my wife, um, she she grew up with a certain set of set of uh, ideas that, that the wife was meant to do all the cleaning and all the all, all the cooking, this and that. But I wasn't looking for anything like that. I wasn't looking for someone because I can cook. So on my list, as I was looking, if, if, if I'm saying I'm developing a list, I never had on my list that my wife or the person that I was interested in had to be able to cook. Because it, that that's not what was quote unquote wife material to me. And so what I'm here to tell you now is that you have to break out of this idea that you have to be this perfect example that what somebody has put on you of one, what it means to be a Christian. What it means to be a Christian is to be committed to Christ. It means to, that you love Christ. And the, the reality is, is that just like no one can tell you how to love your husband or no one can tell you how to love your wife. No one can tell you how to love Christ. Because, is it, because we love him, we show him, we love him through praise and worship and obedience. And the reality is that obedience is obedience. But the, rea the, the other side of that is that what God told you to do is not what he tells the next person to do. So they can't compare their obedience to your obedience. So because they, God told them that they should not ever, ever, ever get married. But God told you that you should get married. So what their obedience looks like and what your obedience looks like is two different things. It still requires a yes, and I understand God. But the reality is, is that none of those, none of those things have to match for it. So that's why there's no, there's no framework or, or cookie cutter way to say, hey, I am in a relationship with Christ. I am a Christian, and this is what it looks like. It looks like obedience. It looks like love. It looks like praise and worship. But the thing is that we can't always have one example and say that's what it is. I can tell you that is obedience, but obedience for you and me are two different things. And what I've come, what the book has come to do is to free you from feeling that you have to fit into this mode of what a Christian is like. An example. I am not... I. I support uh, people that do it. I'm not a fan of Christian rap. That's me personally. That, that, that's who I am. But if I now take my personal likes and dislikes and I, and I put a subjective, I, I, I take what is subjective and make it objective or I take it what is personal and make it a, 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 a written Christian principle and say, hey, Christian rap, there's no, there shouldn't be anything as Christian rap, because I don't like it, and I'm not, that's not something I prefer, I say, well, I'm not really in, into Christian rap, then I now put pressure on someone who God has called to be a Christian rapper, or vice versa, or is, uh, not even vice versa, but, or switching it over, is that they enjoy Christian rap, and it helps them to understand God's word more. But now I've put this burden on them because in my relationship, me and God don't talk about Christian rap. But this person's relationship, they, they they thrive off of Christian rap and they grow off of Christian rap. And it's Christian rap that got them to, to read their scriptures. 
So now I've put an un, unfair weight on them based on what I, my relationship with Christ is, what my marriage to Christ is. And what I'm telling you, I'm telling you this, beloved, I'm telling you as, as plainly as I can, is that one, there is no, 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 no simple way to frame what your relationship with Christ is like, what it should be. Because what it is for me is not what it is for you. Now, yes, there are going to be some universal truths, but the, 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 the one, one of the universal truths is that your relationship with Christ is your relationship with Christ, and you have to make it personal. And if, if I try to put my relationship with Christ on you, it is no longer personal, but you are, you are, your relationship with Christ is through proxy of me. And that's not good enough. And so... There's some things that, I, that I'm free of or that I didn't have to struggle with that you may have to struggle with and vice versa. You may never have to struggle with, it, with, the, with, the, with uh, struggling with pornography, but I did. You may never have to struggle with, uh, with, 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 with financial problems, but I did. You may not have to struggle with family problems, but I did. And all those things were part of my relationship with Christ that was leading me to become one with Christ. But just because you didn't have to struggle with this doesn't mean that your relationship with Christ is better than mine. Or just because I've struggled with it and survived doesn't mean that my relationship with Christ is, 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 is better than yours. But we're all becoming. We are becoming one with Christ. And everything that we've gone through and everything that we've struggled with, and all, the, all the ups and downs are part of us becoming like Christ. We are becoming like Christ. And we're becoming like Christ through all the hell and all the struggles. And the reality is that one of the, one of the things I say in my book is that when you talk to an old older couple and say how they made it, and they say they took it one day at a time, and they allowed themselves to, to become one flesh. They allowed themselves to learn about each other. They allowed themselves to go through the bumps and bruises, that they didn't walk away when it got too hard. And I'm telling you that your relationship with Christ is just the same, that you're going to have some bumps and bruises. You're going to be mad at God sometimes, and he's going he's gonna to be upset with you but the reality is is that if you stick through there and you stay there faithfully and then sometimes faith does not mean that it's that there's no doubt it means that in the face of doubt you still stick through with Christ there's some days that I'm sure that my wife is is tired of the, the complex person that I am but just because there's some doubts in there or there's some struggles in there doesn't mean that she's going to walk away because we made a covenant and commitment. And so we are still becoming one flesh. She's still trying to understand my complications and I'm still trying to understand her, her idiosyncrasies. But if, if I walk away because our idiosyncrasies and my complications don't mix and align right away, I don't give us an opportunity to become one flesh. The reality is, is that we are becoming beloved. We'll be coming like Christ. And so I, I, I want to kind of switch gears. And, and so even in this becoming, whatever, what is it that you're trying to do in your life? Because, you know, this is an empowerment and encouragement podcast at the same time. And so what are the things that you're trying to do, the things that you're going after? It doesn't happen overnight. You, you become that thing. One of the, I know I love movies and, uh, and shows and music. And one of the shows I like is called The Flash. And in the flash, there's a scene where two of the main characters speaking, and he says that you're supposed to believe 
that you are something that you're not until you become that thing. Oh, I love it. You're supposed to believe that you are what you're not until you become that thing. And what I'm saying is that whatever whatever it is that you're chasing, maybe you're chasing to be an author, maybe you're chasing to be a teacher, maybe you're chasing to be an entrepreneur, maybe you're chasing to be a famous speaker, maybe you're chasing to be an athlete, or uh, getting the NBA, getting the NFL, or playing Major League Baseball, or maybe you're looking to be an international businessman, maybe you're looking to be a world-famous psychologist. No matter what it is that's on your list, you have to believe that thing. And even, even if you're not it right now, you have to believe that you will become that thing until you become that thing. And so everything that you have that you're doing is lining up with you becoming that thing. And yes, there's going to be some people that don't believe that you're going to be that thing, but you have to press on because there's going to be some people in your marriages that are not going to believe that you're going to make it, but you have to press on. Some, there's going to be some people that are not going to believe in your relationship with Christ that you're going to stay, stay the course and stay with Christ, but you have to press on because and you have to believe that you're going to make it even when everything in your life says that you're not. Everything, Even when everything in your life is saying that you are you're the contrary, you're the contradiction of what you said that you're going to be, that you will be, but you have to believe that you are it so that you become it. If you never believe that you are it, you'll never become it. If you don't believe that you're, you're it, that within you lies the ability and the capacity to be what you have dreamed that you are to be, if you don't believe that in your heart of all hearts, what would you strive for? You have to believe it. If you believe it, if you if, if you look at it and say, hey, I believe I can make it to the NBA. I believe I can make it to the NFL. I believe I can be a business owner. I believe I can be a franchise owner. I believe I can have my, my uh, um, a chain of, of, of clothing lines. I believe that I can be a solo artist. I can believe all I believe all those things. If you can say that and you can see it and you can see yourself becoming it. See, we, we become it. And so as we believe, we become it. No, it's not going to be easy. No, it's not going to always be hard. Yes, you're going to have some bumps. Yes, you're going to feel like quitting someday. Some days you're not going to want to get up early. Some days you're not going to want to write. Some days you're not going to want to do it. But the reality is, beloved, is that you have to become it. And to become it, you have to fight through it. To become one flesh, to be in marriage, to be to, to truly be a, a long-lasting marriage, is that each day you have to work on becoming. And each day, whatever your goals and your dreams are, you have to now work on becoming that thing. It's going to take work. It's going to be hard. You're going to want to quit. And in some days, you're going to want to quit more than you want to go. But it's in that process, it's in that moment that you have to realize that this is a process and I'm becoming it. And so, no, I have not obtained. No, I have not obtained it yet. But I press towards the mark of the high calling. I don't want you to think that I have, this is this is Paul saying that I don't want you to think that I have obtained it already. But I'm pressing towards it. I'm when I wrote this book, when I started this book, as you if you read the introduction to becoming, when I wrote this book, it didn't look anything like it does now. In fact, if you as you read the introduction, you'll realize that I wasn't even sure how I was going to. When I started the book, it did not look like this. But what I did see myself at the end of this process is being an author. I saw myself having a book and I saw myself selling the book and I saw myself talking about the book. 
but there's some things that that, that not there yet. I I'm not got a chance to speak all over the place. But it's I'm right here. Even in this podcast, I'm becoming. In this podcast, I'm becoming what I saw myself doing. You have to become. You have to you have to allow yourself the opportunity to become it. I know right now it seems impossible, and maybe you cannot see down, down, all the way down the road. Or maybe the problem is that yeah, you can see all the way down the road, but you can't see how you get from point A to point Z. But in order to get from A to Z, you have to go through B, C, D, E, F, G, and on, so on and so on. And that is part of the becoming. Until the alphabet goes from A through all the letters of the Z, it is not the alphabet. The A by itself is just a letter. But if it can go from, from, from point A all the way to Z to get there, it has to go through every last letter. And as it goes through the letter, it is now becoming the alphabet. And then when it gets to Z, it now is the alphabet. When I started this book, it was a devotional. And now it became the becoming. Did you hear that? It became the becoming. I get excited. And so let me calm down a little bit. And let me help you understand that you're, these things that you're trying to do, you're becoming it. You're becoming it. And you have to allow yourself the opportunity to become it. You have to allow yourself to not become discouraged because you're not it yet. You have to allow yourself room to trust the process, to go through the process of becoming. And as we go through this book, I'm going to talk, walk you through the processes of becoming. I'm going to walk you through what, the, what, what, what courting looks like. I'm going to walk you through what the proposal looks like. I'm going to walk you through what the marriage looks like. And then I'm going to walk you through what the relationship after marriage looks like. But I promise you this. It's your becoming. And you have to take ownership for that. You are becoming. And your becoming, the process in which you take to become, is not going to be like anybody else's. What it takes you to become an author is not going to be like mine. What it takes you to become a father is not going to be like mine. What it takes you to become a, a businessman is not going to be like the next man's. What, you, what it takes for you to be an athlete is not going to be like LeBron James or, uh, uh, or Deion Sanders or whoever you want to put in there. It's not going to be like that. You think about, I, I'm a basketball fan, so you think about every player that's in the NBA. Every player in the NBA has, the, to them becoming a professional basketball player in the NBA, they all had a, a different road. It may be similar, but it's not the same. But every person must become. They must go through the becoming process. Even Adam and Eve had a becoming process. It may not have been like as, as in-depth as, as the rest of the humans that, that, that come after them or, or the rest of the people that come after them. But they, they, while God was creating them, he was, he, they were becoming. You're becoming, beloved. You are becoming. You have to allow the room for yourself to make mistakes and to make mistakes and to stumble and to 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 to, to try and to try and to fail. No matter what it is. No matter what it is, you're going to try and fail. But it only becomes failure if you don't learn what you needed to learn so you that you could become a success.
my road to my bachelor's degree was not like most people's. And afterwards, I felt like that I had a lot of failures in between my start and finish. But they didn't really become failures because when you, the fact that I have a bachelor's degree, you can't see the failures unless I tell them to you. You can't see the stumbles unless somebody tells them, unless you tell them. I'm sure there's stories about Steve Jobs and all his failures. Yes, yes. But nobody remembers the failures, not in the way that we remember them. For us in our head, our failures towards becoming are highlighted and they're big. But after we have become, people may notice our failures, but our becoming is so much bigger than our failures. I don't care how long it took you to get to Christ, but once you got to him, it is bigger than the stumbles it took you to get to him. I don't care what it takes you to start the business and how much you fail. But once the business is up and running and is successful, and once it has become a successful business, those failures just add to your story of success. They make your stories of success that much greater of a testimony. Beloved, we are becoming. And we're becoming what we're not. Right now, we're, we're not the best brother or sister. Right now, we're not the best husband or, or wife. Right now, we're not the number one bookseller. Right now, we're not the number one publisher. Right now, we're not. But if you don't give up and you stick it through, you will become what you're not. You're supposed to believe that you're better than what you are until you become better. You're supposed to believe that you're the number one New York, or New York Times bestseller until you become it. But if you don't believe, how can you become it? We're becoming, beloved. We are becoming. And it would do us well to invest in our process and to work it as we become, understanding that it is a process. This, this is an introductory to this series this month for the becoming. But we are becoming, beloved. What are you becoming? That's what I want you to do this week is to begin to think about what are you becoming? What do you want to become? What is it God has for you to become? Think about those things. Meditate on those things. Pray about it. Begin to write it down. So that way you could begin to think about how you could become what you saw. How can you become what you saw? It's now time for in, uh, introspection and reflection to figure out what is it that you're trying to become? What is it that you're meant to become? And what is it that you could be doing to become what you saw? Beloved, I love you and I thank you for your audience. God bless you. Hello, family. You have just listened to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Cloyd Brown. As always, I would like to open up the opportunity if you would like to speak more about your relationship with Christ, if you'd like to welcome Christ into your life through salvation, or if you just want to speak more, feel free to reach out to me 
at any of my methods of contact. My email is cloyd.brown at rlcrdu.com. My Facebook is Cloyd Stephon Brown. My Instagram is at Cloyd Brown. And my Twitter is at Gentleman Cloyd. If you would like to order a copy of The Becoming, the book that we are uh, now studying, it can be found on Amazon.com. Look up The Becoming. And the author is my name, Cloyd Brown. And I hope that it blesses you. If you would like a signed copy, reach out to me to any method of contacts and let me know that you would like to me to mail a signed copy. The book is $10 plus shipping and handling. God bless you and God love you. And I thank you for your time. And know that I love you and I appreciate each and every one of you. Remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God.